Alright guys, so we are finally doing it. We are reviewing Ponyo. No, Ponyo. This was a requested film to be reviewed. So, to the person that requested it, I'm sorry it took so long. I had to get the copy in the mail. And with the pandemic going on, of course, it took a little bit longer. And I got the Blu-ray Plus DVD version of it, so... So that means it's, what, a Blu-ray... And, and a DVD. DVD. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the... I couldn't tell which one's which, though. Both the Kate, both of the things... Oh, this one's the Blu-ray disc. It's got the little, you know, um... In Totoro, guys, where the little guy that follows behind Totoro, the little tiny thingy... I don't remember if it says its name or not. But. I don't think it does, but I think it's a bunny. But yeah, like a little spirit bunny thing. It's got that on it for the Blu-ray one. Alright. So, of course, as you guys know, there will be spoilers involved. And I hope I do justice on this film thing. So, to start off, we're first going to talk about the little pamphlet book that's inside of the thing. And see if he actually noticed this. The producer, Tushi Suzuki, I'm sorry if I said his name wrong, said that in this film, that last fall, Hazoku Miyazaki, who, who would have been turning 67 in the coming years, said to him that he's come to an age where I can count with my fingers my remaining years. And then I'll probably be reunited with my mother. What would you say, what would I say to her when the, that time comes? He said this was Maya's son, Haya, Hayazaki's, was thinking about all along while making Ponyo. So there is some passion between this film and the creator. But it says a reunion scene was put into his film. This does not mean that the reunion with Maya son mentioned is directly directly derived. Yes. Or that Maya son appeared in the film as himself. Though the five year old Sosuke Sosuke, sorry. He meets a certain old woman. What the two will say to each other, the person's not going to say, but to watch the film and enjoy how old you may become for a child and a mother experience is vast and deep. So that's pretty interesting that they did that. Yes. Now, can and talk that, about... that was no, I'm talking about the booklet right now. No. And that was from May seventh, two thousand eight, and that was from the producer. It also has a director statement about how Ponyo places Hans Christian Andersen's The Little Mermaid in a contemporary Japanese setting. That's from June fifth, two thousand six. From Miyazaki himself. 
And then it's also in the little booklet has Mother C, the lyrics to it, and the lyrics to Ponyo on the cliff by the sea. So, with that being said, I did like the, the little book that I, the movie that I spent a little bit more on. Yeah. Actually had a little bit more insight in the film. I really did enjoy that. So, now we're actually going to talk about the actual movie itself. The jellyfish? That is actually one of the first things I did want to talk about. And what we're doing is we've got the chapters pulled up so that we can at least see the pictures of the chapters, even though we just watched it. Again. Now, at the very beginning, you meet the father, but you don't know he's the father. Until afterwards. Until later on. But I loved his character. I did, too. It was it reminded me of an overprotective father. Yes. And... You also see with this guy that he shows, with this film, it shows how much pollution happens. Oh, yeah. And it really does lay on that. And I love how when you first see Ponyo, which her name is something else. I'm not going to butcher it. But she's bigger than her sisters already. Wasn't it Brunhilde? Something like that. But... I love that. And then, talking about the jellyfish. The jellyfish are beautiful. And in most of the scenes, they don't have the little leg tentacles. And not all of them have the little leg tentacles. Most of them do not. I loved how they did that. Yeah. What do you think? I, I feel like it's representing how sometimes the sea life has to adapt and change with the amount of pollution that is around because the uh, more pollution there is there then their tentacles would get all tangled up yeah but that's just my personal opinion and I did like how she know, sunbathed as she was going to the surface yep with so. the jellyfish I love the next, the next, after she's sunbathing and going to the surface and he saves her from the little thing, which, he's got to have little strength to pop that little glass and then break it. That was pretty awesome. But, I love how he didn't get really freaked out that she has a face. He was just like, when he looked back in the uh, little ocean eyeball guys, I, I don't really know what they're called. But the part of the ocean that has that the dad is sending to get his baby back, I love how he was like, that's weird. And then just kept going. Well, he didn't get, like, super freaked out about it. That's because a child's imagination is so great that they can accept a lot of supernatural events that adults cannot. At least, that's my opinion again. Yeah, and I also loved how the father of Ponyo actually comes onto the surface with his little thing, and she thinks it's weed killer, but it's just him hydrating the plants so that he can stay alive. Well, 
It did look like weed killer. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, one thing I'm not understanding is, how could she stay on land and not dry out? Well, that... Whereas he... Well, at the beginning, if you notice, she's in the bucket, so she's got water. Yeah. But well, then, I'm... when she meets, when he meets with her father, later on, when she comes back... Yeah. She's able to stay on land without water because her mother had turned her into almost a full human, except it had, like, a time frame. To see if Sosuke really did love her. Now, talking about that is something else. But the little girls. Actually, I, I want to correct you real fast. Before her mother even made an appearance, uh, she was able to stay on the land as a human. Because she's super powerful. The father even mentioned that. Yeah. She's okay. more powerful than him. He had to take elixirs to battle her down later on. So there's that. Now, the next thing is when he goes to, I guess it's daycare, maybe school. I don't know. Doesn't really. Uh, it's school. But there's the prissy girl that's like. Look at my dress. And then there's the one that's in just wants to play. And he says he's busy. And I like how that they called him weird. And not just like a few moments later in the story, the mom had called the dad weird, but then told him not to call it anybody weird because it's rude. Yeah. I, I like that they incorporated that, that not everyone's raised the same way. I did like that. And then we get more into the story. Now, the one thing that did bother me in this movie is the mom's driving. It's really scary for me, I guess. It's really nerve-wracking. Gives you a sense of uh, need for speed. Yeah, just a little bit. But I understand that's just how it is. That's how she does. And then drifting around the things that could have been need for speed drift you know <laughs> so I think she would have won a few competitions there oh yeah so there is a few scenes where I don't like when the mom's driving but she's also really cautious about how she takes care of her son mm -hmm. she's like a hundred percent for her son no doubt now um, I do like how the mother gets upset in this movie, when the father isn't going to be able to come home. And I also like that they taught... Morse code. Morse code to the little boy. I believe that's essential, especially if you live... Well, anywhere. I think it's important to know, in case that's the only way you can talk to someone. I think it's important to know it. Yeah. But I do like how eventually, you don't know what Sosuke is talking to his father about that well. But then when the mom gets up after she drinks a beer, I think that's a beer. That was. She, she's so mad. And, but 
I love how that story progressed and how just how he said, well, I made a promise, but I didn't break it. And the mom's mood lightens up. I loved, I loved that. I loved how she took her personal feelings because she wanted her thought, her husband not to be working so much and pulled it into the story. I love that. I think it was trying to touch on how sometimes it can be stressful for a family. Almost definitely. When one works and the other one doesn't. Well, no, she was working too. She works at the nursing home. Yeah. So, with work and then not being able to make schedule. I know when I worked at security and you worked... Well, what I'm talking about... Well, I mean, just the distance, honey. Well, that's what I'm talking about is he's a captain. Of a sea ship. Right. And he's gone for long periods of time. So, therefore... When he had to accept a second shift... I can see where she's upset. Yeah, because she's like, this is like your third one in a row or something like that. Yeah. Someone else can take this one. Let someone else do So, yeah. Now, what do you think about when she got the light? When Ponyo got the light? Uh, I believe the old lady in the beginning was correct. That... Fishes with faces do cause, uh, what was it she said? Tsunamis? Yeah. Because that's literally what she wound up causing. Yeah. Just so she could get to the boy that she loved. Yes. So, I, I do love how it teaches how Ponyo is learning how to be a human, though. She's learning new things. She's excited. I loved how they had that energy. And I love her thing about ham. It's adorable. So, you think it's okay for fish to eat pigs? Well, that's what they want. Well, you're so mean. I also love how the dad is always nearby. He may not be able to stay very often, but even like in the scene when he's looking out at the wind inside the window. Which is kind of creepy, but the little sisters know that Ponyo is happy where she's at. Well, I think it's funny because and they he were... couldn't get past her barrier she wound up putting up without realizing she put it up. Yeah. And, like, that they were nibbling at the ocean that the dad was standing on and actually making it where he was tickling it. Yeah. And it, it was... wasn't hurting it, it was just tickling it. And it was all, girls, listen to your father. <laughs> Respect your father. Mm. I loved how that was put in there. And it's just magical in general. Now, I've also noticed that every single time Ponyo would use her magic, she would turn into her little, like, I call them her little chicken legs. and chicken Her chicken hand. fish. Yeah, her chicken fish. And I loved how that showed that because she is having to drain some of her energy to do it. And you can notice as she's gone through, she's made a boat for him, which 
I never see him close the sliding glass door. So, I'm not sure how many sea life gets inside. But. Probably quite a few. Yeah, I'm pretty sure quite a few sea life gets inside the house. But it also kind of made me a little nervous when she left a five-year-old alone at night. But I can understand it's part of the storyline. Well, not only that, he's also more mature than most kids his age. Oh, yes, most definitely. And... But she makes a boat. Um, She makes it... I think she used her magic even to get it started up. No, she uh, blows into the tailpipe and she uses energy that she didn't realize that she yeah. didn't need to expend. And then she uses it for the baby. Yes, because and, come to find out the baby was starting to get sick or something. Mm-hmm. But she got so upset when the mama was, you know, going to eat the, uh... The soup. But I loved how it didn't go into super detail, but it also talked about how the mama needed the soup, was going to drink the soup to make milk. Yes. I loved how they incorporated that inside of this movie. It was amazing. I thought it was more adorable when she tried to give her the sandwiches. Oh, yeah, and he's like... Here's milk. Here's sandwiches for milk. <laughs> and he's like, she's already ate all the ham waffles. And the lady wasn't going to take it until she heard that part. She was like, okay, thank you. So it was adorable. And then we have it where, you know, it's not, she's getting sleepy because she's so drained. Well, we missed a key factor. What key factor did we miss? Uh... Right after the father's being all creepy and looking in the window, yeah. Uh, the boy's dad is actually on a boat, and they're looking oh, out yes. at sea. And they see the goddess of mercy. Mercy, which happens to be Ponyo's mom, which is pretty awesome. So it does to explain. How she is so powerful. Well, why isn't her sister so powerful? Because they're little. They're all the same age. She's just bigger. Maybe it's because they're little. Maybe they don't want to be powerful. Or maybe uh, the mom made her special. Well, I don't think the mom picked no, 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 I'm serious. Think about this. What if the mom knew that the world was in danger, right? Mm-hmm. Especially the ocean. And she chose one of her children to go forth and fix it. That's why I, I have always thought that they were going to make another one called Ponyo Beyond the Sea. Oh. For the fact of they don't really... Okay, so, as we go through the story, I like how they get to the older folks' home, and the older ladies are so happy. Yes, and the older ladies look a lot like characters from Howl's Moving Castle. I tell you, they look like a lot of the older, they have this similar character design, and so did the baby. 
The same character design of some of his other, of Hayazaki's other movies. Yes. And I like that he does keep the similarities inside of the movies. I do like that. No, the only thing I didn't notice in this one was the little soot monsters. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, they're supposedly supposed to be in every single movie, but I'm not 100% sure. I didn't see them in this one, so. Unless they're inside that tunnel that they go into that Ponyo doesn't like. And we just can't see them because it's so dark. Good try. Good try. I give this a four and a half out of five. We're not done yet. I'm done. No, we're not done yet. Yeah. No, I also love how he says he loves her no matter what way. That scene right there. Yeah. Where's the fish? Oh, shush. Shush. Where's the fish? Shush. I love how where he chooses to love her no matter how she is. That is powerful. But what I really loved was at the very end, once his dad and all came home, she couldn't wait any longer, so she jumps up out the bucket and kisses. Yeah, she kisses him, and then the movie actually ends with her in the air and him. And there's a lot of pictures out there now where they're older, and it's that scene, and they've recreated it. So people are wanting a Ponyo, too, but I'm not for sure that's ever going to happen. But... Either way, this is our review on Ponyo. Um, with the art, I love Studio Ghibli's art. So, there's always that. And I even love the beginning credits. I love the way that they did that. And I love the ending credits. I love the songs that are in the ending credits. And then also, if um, you do have the movie, you can get the locations of Ponyo which is where they created it. You can get behind the microphone. You can get creating Ponyo, Ponyo and the Fujimanto. You've got the nursery, the telling the story from the producer's perspective, scoring Miyazaki, the original, and TV spots. So there's a lot more you can do with the DVD. I am glad that we bought this. I love the artwork. I love... It truly is magical. And it really does dazzle the underworld sea. I loved how they had older sea life that isn't really alive anymore. Or if it is, we don't really generally see it. Well, I feel like that's what they were trying to portray is that just because we don't see it doesn't mean that it isn't still alive. Yeah, so... Like, a bunch of people nowadays are trying to say that the, uh, that big shark, the Megalodon... Yeah. It, there's still some alive. But... I don't know if it's true or not, but... That's highly possible. But I did love this movie. That's why I'm giving it a 4.5 out of 5. Almost definitely. I would have gave it, it I would have gave it a five, 
But... Does it then make you cry every once in a while? No. If they would have uh, made it where the dad didn't seem so crazy towards the end. It made him seem like he was a bad guy again. When it was really just a test. But I, I sort of understand why they didn't. Yeah, it, it's very possible that they were just portraying the dad like that because they needed to. Um, it says that in 2002, this was the best animated feature was Spirited Away. Okay, that's cool. It's for all Jane Jump. Genres? No, ages. That's what it's called. Ages. I don't know why I was saying genres. Okay. Sure. <laughs> um, but anyway, like we usually say, it's rated G. It's from 2008 Studio Ghibli's. Um, this movie is just one of those movies that... It's a tearjerker. I do like that, though. I did not know about that. A part of me thought that Ponyo was going to wind up accidentally killing uh, the boy's dad. Because she was causing tsunamis. and Yeah. Vessels do crash and die in tsunamis. Yes. Um, but there's also a website that I plan on checking out. I did not even see that. It's on the back of the... Well, what is it? It's uh, Studio Ghibli, uh, I mean, GhibliCollection.com. Never heard of that before, so I will be checking that out to see if I can get these at a better deal. It says Betty White's in this. Probably a voice actor. But, anyway, this was our review of the Studio Ghibli movie Ponyo. And... Either tonight or tomorrow we will be watching The Secret World of Varietti. And I've got a few more of the other Studio Ghibli movies. I just haven't watched them yet with him. Because he's new to this stuff. I am not new to this stuff. He's new to Studio Ghibli. I'm just not realizing that <laughs> they were Studio Ghibli movies. But anyway, so we hope you enjoyed and peace out. No, dinosaur up. No. Dinosaur down. Oh, and there's no dinosaurs. Unless you count the old fish. The old fish are dinosaurs. Think about it. Think about it. Ah, 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 ah. Ugh.